Hey, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Entertainment Talks, The Walking Dead UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC and Star on Disney+. Plus. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going out there? Uh, it's it's going all right. I'm, I'm having a, a lovely time. The sun is out, and uh, you know, which I believe is better than the weather back home at the moment. So, uh-huh. you know, it's uh, <laughs> it was horrendously windy last night. But apart from that, the sun is still out. So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, it's fun time. We're here today to talk about the penultimate episode for the series. I can only say that once. Well, I can say it more than once, but for the intro. Yes. Um, yeah, season 11, episode 23. Next week is the series finale. We're at that end game point. Um, things are getting wild. David, what do you think of this episode? It's called Family. Well, this one was rough. Um, I mean, in a good way, but yes, it it was uh, an interesting one and sort of what you'd expect the, the pen out of this episode, I guess. You know, there were people dying all over the place. Not again, not not sort of major characters. We had a few named characters go this episode, but not not sort of our core group. Um, well, not not immediately anyway um we had some some limb loss this this week so um and potentially some people we killed but um yeah i mean certainly up the stakes which is what you want so that was good um yeah some heartbreaking moments uh, it was it was a solid if painful episode to watch i think is, is fair mm-hmm. certainly um Apart from what you've just said, which obviously I agree with, um, I did love this episode. There was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that I really liked in this episode, and I thought was really, really strong. Um, and as we said before, excuse me, multiple times, the strongest thing that this show has got is the characters and the actors that portray them. Um, it's not always been the writing. It's not always been the direction. Not always been the story. Hit, hit and miss in those sorts of departments. But when when The Walking Dead does get down to its bigger character moments, like it had a, a good few of them in this episode, it really is quite strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's because we've been with these characters for so long. They're played by such talented people. Um, not always written by the best people, but they're they're certainly played by very talented people. Um, people that I think should have got more awards for this show. I, I know that in terms of like Emmys and Walking Dead, those two things don't really go together quite so much. But... Um, yeah, obviously there's there's some actors that probably should have won some more stuff, and this this ev- this episode is more evidence as to why. Um, so that's that's good on that. So sort of doing a bit of a um, poker face with AMC. It, it feels it's like if, mm-hmm. if you're sitting across the table from AMC and they put down a card and say Judith's getting shot, and you look at them and you go, okay, she's getting shot. Is she dying? 
and then they sort of look, you exchange looks between the two of you and you try to, <laughs> and you try to figure out if that if that person is bluffing or not not on the being shot because multiple multiple characters have gotten shot and survived um but on the death part of it we can, we can dig into that a, a bit more as we go through but obviously that's the shocking part of the episode but it's it's I've been sort of because I listened to like Bold Moves podcast and it's been you know uh, Tuesday's gone past and it's now Wednesday night and I I've slowly come around on the thought that like no I don't I don't think she's going to die but she could and yeah. was, and the interesting thing that was pointed out which we already knew which is she doesn't have one of the spin-offs mm-hmm. but she's still it it it's an interesting one to try to figure out uh, ultimately I don't think she's going to die but there's a part of me that thought I didn't think Carl was going to die I know that was a different era a different point but she is a main character who doesn't have a spin-off so yeah. um yeah my, my my mind trying to like work all that out has been very interesting over the last couple of days um what was what's your immediate kind of thought on what's going on there yeah i it's it's really tricky i i hope they're not going to kill her off because you sort of want that reunion with uh rick and michonne you want that to happen so you want her Mm-hmm. there to be around for that it was really interesting how they played the sort of build up to that because there were certain points like you know even from the voiceover the way that she was talking when you know they they've the last few episodes they've done this voiceover of sort of flashbacks of other people and with her doing a voiceover of sort of you know um how things have changed and over the years and that sort of thing and even from that point you're like listening to it thinking oh this doesn't sound good and then there were there were little things throughout the episode which they did so brilliantly of of her giving the hat to rj um just as you know rick had given or you know she'd been given the hat from you know rick's hat herself and and did this sort of did this foreboding at one point about well I am a Grimes and if you know the comic book story you know what happens to Rick there's you know they're, they're kind of signpointing it throughout the entire episode of this could have a horribly tragic ending um, so I I love the way that they played that. Uh, As I say, we don't know whether she is going to survive this, but it it seems, I I don't know, you kind of think that they would have just shot her dead in that moment, you know, and made it a kill shot and, and not have them sort of rushing her off. Although that did also add the parallel of, you know, her protector being daryl being the person that is sort of her guardian um carrying away in the same way that rick did with carl you know so there was a lot of mirroring going on in the way that they played around with it with the writing and and it was really well done uh throughout you know they signposted it a lot and they kind of dropped hints and and yeah so when it actually happened yes it's still a shock but you you sort of they were they were pointing towards something horrible going to be happening to her throughout the whole episode um so i mean 
as to where we end up, I kind of feel like I hope they keep her around and I hope she survives this because otherwise it would have been more impactful, I think, just to have her be shot dead in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, rather than, rather than have them sort of um, run off with her. Yeah, it, it either be shot in the head and die, or shot and turn in the same episode. One, one of one of those two. Yeah, yeah, shot. I mean, because that would be the other thing. Yeah, you either have her shot in the head and just die, or you have a shot and turn because the others can't get to her in time to put it down. Uh-huh. Um, so. Yeah, I, I I think there were more horrific things they could have done, you know, um, in this episode if they were were going to kill her outright. Because to have her sort of be taken away and then, I don't know. I mean, it does also give you the opportunity that if they can't save her, then they may have to have a turn and while well, they're trying to save her and put her dead. So, I mean, there is stuff that you could do potentially next episode mm-hmm. with that. But I... I don't know. My my gut feeling is that they will probably save her, but it's it's so difficult to know with this show. Yeah. See, in in my head, I'm thinking you must have learned from Carl for, from the mistake that you made there. Do not do yeah. that again. The other thing that's interesting is in the because if you look at both characters in like a double sided episode, I know it's obviously a mid season when Carl gets revealed to be bitten. And then, but the difference is there. The next episode, you know, he's going to die. Um, yeah. Unless, unless there was going to be some cure, which was going to be unlikely. But you, you knew that, like, okay, he's been bitten in like what was it, the chest or something, and like, okay, yeah. he can't survive. Whereas Judith is like, okay, lots of characters have been shot. She was, she isn't shot like in the heart or something, so she could still live. Um, but yeah, th- th- there's some stuff regarding RJ as well that I, I, I want to save my thoughts until we get to. A particular question uh, later on, but there, there's a there's potential for AMC to really really muck this up, I think as well. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Um, yeah, L- Lydia losing her arm was um, quite sad, but that sort of like she's still around. She'll be. It's like I like what with Aaron said to her, like you'll you'll be fine. Look at me, like you know. Yeah, I, I thought that was quite, pretty good. And J- Jerry giving like this, like, hey, I'll see you in a bit thing was like don't say, you can't say that jerry like we <laughs> yeah. have two this is the penultimate episode you don't have a spin-off people love you you're a lovable character and you're like hey i'm just gonna walk into this swarm of walkers to find somebody i'll see you in a bit it's like um uh yeah that's 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 not the smartest thing to say in this in this world in in this universe so yeah um, i i'm 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 nervous for uh for jerry we'll see what happens there so. Yeah, and, and I mean, you also got Ezekiel who was making quite a lot of sort of speeches uh, as well. So, uh, but you do sort of want to see the pair of them back to at some point. You don't want them to. I, I would accept the death of one of those two characters if one saves the other. If you, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I much as I would hate it. They've been so closely linked to those two characters that, I, you know, if it was Ezekiel saving Jerry, I would accept that as Ezekiel's, like, you know, death. Because Ezekiel w- did 
make a sort of quite a big speech to Negan about the fact that he's lived past his time, essentially. And certainly from the comic book point of view, he very much has lived past oh, yeah. his time. But yeah. um, I, so y- you do wonder whether Ezekiel's not going to make it out and maybe he's rescuing Jerry that, you know, finally gets him. I, and I, I think that would be a satisfying way for Ezekiel to go out if that is the case. But yeah, um, you sort of want, you know, Jerry's got the family. Ezekiel hasn't. Uh, you sort of want Jerry to survive out of the two of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, The Walking Dead's put itself in an interesting place now where it's sort of, let's say nobody dies next episode, apart from maybe like Pamela and some people like that. I'm talking about like our hero characters. Yeah. I think it will it will look, we'll look back on it maybe and think like, okay, you're in a position now where you've got a couple of people that are in a bit of danger couple of people that like you know possibly safe in that it's your finale for a big ensemble show you've got a few characters that can't die because of other shows um who do you have the quote-unquote balls to kill off and yeah where are you um because there's a there's a difference between like a, a sense of relief from uh stakes that okay thank god my character favorite character survived and then there's also like, okay, you do that a couple of times, but then wh- wh- who's like the gut punch going to yeah. be? Or if there, and if there isn't one, it's going to sort of be like, okay, the Walking Dead didn't have balls to kill anybody off, that that sort of thing. So, um, we'll we'll see what they do next yeah. episode. Um, all right, before we get into the entire episode, we'll take a break here, uh, do some housekeeping, and then we'll come back with the recap. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK, that's E-T-A-L-K-U-K, to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well. So you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply. That will get you 20% off your order with Manscaped and free shipping. First hand, quality, professional with Manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves, even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there. If you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link, which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and 
the future ad-free podcast that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the ten dollar level tier that will get you that benefit that i've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a tv show and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, the last game I'll be covering for the year, which is for the Man United uh, podcast, which is the 2-1 win against Fulham away in the Premier League. A very dramatic last-minute winning goal from Garnacho, who's uh, pushed himself into the first team, giving the manager a, one of those good headaches as to, like, you know, I've got too many good players, who do I play, that sort of thing. Um, so he's played very, very well. A uh, bit of a, a dramatic game, that one as well, winning in, in sort of the last minute. Of course, the World Cup starts now. I, I think it's this weekend. Um, don't expect any podcast on that at all, because I won't actually be watching it, because I don't care about it. And I've already uh, discussed it on the on an episode itself. There's an episode called uh, Discussing the Qatar 2022 World Cup. So if you want my actual thoughts on the event itself, you can go to that podcast. But I won't be reviewing or covering any games uh that's actually it for the year for football uh coverage because man united's next game is the 27th of december so i'll be back in in the new year uh where we can kick off with the second half of the season so that's that for the moment over on gaming talk podcast this week uh we talked about netflix doing a gears of war movie and whether we trust that it'll be any good whether they'll tell anybody or uh all those different sort of variables um so we talked about all of that uh, we, also talk, we also talked about the unfortunate um, passing of Kevin Conroy. Of course, he did the voice of various different Batman games and obviously the TV show and things like that. But we put it into the gaming talk thing because obviously he voiced uh, Batman for lots of different games, including Multiverses, which is the ongoing one. And of course, the uh, fantastic Arkham games as well. So very, very sad to have lost him. Uh, this week just gone as well and we also talked about toys for bob they uh they're they're playing some uh, i don't know if you call it mind games but doing some very interesting stuff they posted a lot of job listings and had a picture um with spyro in the background of it so it doesn't mean they're working on the spyro game they're currently working on some crash related stuff and call of duty because that's what you do with toys for bob isn't it um so we talked about all of that and as to, you know, what, what exactly is their team doing specifically. There's there's lots of different roles listed for this job, so we'll see what they come out with. Um, so we talked about all of that. Um, I finished the uh, newest DC game called Gotham Knights. It kind of has Batman in it. Uh, the idea for the actual story is that Batman slash Bruce uh, dies at the start and then he hands the reins. He does like a, hey, if you watch this, I'm dead kind of video and then hands the reins off to the Gotham Knights. So in, in this game, you can have, um, you can play as one of uh, four characters. So you've got Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood and Batgirl. Uh, the different versions of those characters you can switch between them in between missions and that sort of thing uh, i did a spoiler free spoiler split podcast and i gave it a don't skip seven out of ten there were some things that i really really liked about it and some things that weren't quite so great about it so a bit a bit of a nice uh, uh balance struck there 
Um, I uh, did a podcast on some Hollyoaks episode. You might be wondering why, because I know, <laughs> even though I, I've mentioned once or twice that I watched the show, but uh, they aired a very, very important episode this week. It's called the Long um, Hollyoaks, uh, the Long Walk Home episode. Uh, the episode is about Maxine, who's a character in the show played by Nikki Sanderson. Uh, she goes out on a normal girls' night out with uh, Teresa and Verity, who are two other characters in the show. Um, some things happen, and she ends up walking home alone. Uh, of course, the episode is um, tackling the, the the real situation in the world at the moment, which is women and girls being attacked uh, on their way home, which is what the episode highlights. Because because even though British soaps can be you know kind of silly at points, they do very very good jobs at points of tackling like serious issues and stuff. Um, there's a website you can go to as well if you want support for various different issues. Uh, there's also a uh, VR experience which you can uh, you can watch both of these for free. By the way, there's the, there's, there's the individual episode called The Long Walk Home, uh, which you can watch for free on all four. You just need to have a free account. And then if you go to Hollyoaks's YouTube channel, you can find a VR video. Uh, you sort of scroll around by like moving your, your finger on the screen and that, and you can kind of in first person with Maxine uh, experience that night at home. So I, I reviewed them as like a double kind of thing. So uh, tackling that very important topic at the moment. Uh, so there's all of that. Um, what else have we got? Uh, that's pretty much most of what we've been doing recently. Um, oh, there's the Ten Steps to Fix Netflix episode, which is, is self-explanatory. I did an episode before called Fourteen Steps to Fix Netflix, so a similar uh, Fourteen Steps to Fix the DCEU. Sorry, this one was called Ten Steps to Fix Netflix. So I've got those two episodes. And that's what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, I'm planning to go see Black Panther this weekend because I've not got Gotham Knights to play anymore and there's no more football on so I'll have a bit more time. So look out at some point on Saturday for a review for Black Panther Wakanda forever. Anyway, let's get into the recap for this. Uh, 1123 Family. A number of coalition forces and liberated prisoners use the Commonwealth train to return to the city in order to overthrow Pamela, or attempt to, in honour of her family's uh, vision of the future, Judith accompanies them, uh, remorseful Tyler, um, who apparently does have a name, he's more or less a red shirt, I think he dies in this episode, doesn't he? He does, so. yes. Yeah, uh, makes, yeah he, he, he gets shot like in the middle of that hall, doesn't he? he he's like the first person that gets shot, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're in a gunfight, it's not really a good idea to stand in the middle, but anyway. Um, he uh, makes amendments for his past uh, misdeeds with others and suggests uh, the missing children have been taken to the Commonwealth um, Children's Home uh, while Negan and Ezekiel also make peace with each other as well. So there's kind of a double-sided um, opening kind of scene. It's basically all on the train. Um, there's some stuff with Rosita and Gabriel and you've got Tyler in there as well who's like apologising or, or whatever. I don't really feel like that sort of I don't know, like, you've got the, the, the Judith, Daryl, Carol conversation, then you've got, like, um, what was it, uh, Ezekiel and Negan, and those just stand out much more than what Tyler does in this episode. Um, so, switch over to the, uh, the Judith, um, it was Judith, Daryl, and Carol, wasn't it? Uh, they're all having yep. a conversation about, like, um, she wishes she'd spend more time with Carl, I wish, I wish that she had as well. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know, having Chandler and uh, Kelly on the, on the show would have been uh, quite ideal um and they're kind of talking about like about the past and about carl and about you know di different things like that and daryl says like hey you know later down the line um i'll I'll sit with you and like tell you some stories and stuff um it, it's interesting that 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 kind of that specific idea gets brought up by daryl because i remember 
There was an idea I saw brainstormed a few years ago. I think this was before Carl was killed off in the show. And there was an idea within the show and within the comics. This is, I think, when both of them were still running. Because obviously the comic finished um, a, a little bit of time ago. And there was this idea that um, Robert Kirkman was going to do like an old man Carl comic. And how mm-hmm. you'd sort of start that off is like an older version of Carl. I don't know how old he was would have supposed to have been. Uh, sits around a campfire and tells either like some of our other hero characters or some other people stories about like you know everything that's happened so that that idea has been kind of brainstormed a little bit so it's very interesting that daryl kind of mentions like hey i'll sit down with you he doesn't say around a campfire but that, that that's like the um idea that's been brainstormed um i don't think robert kirkman didn't end up going on and making old man carl that was just a like idea that was that was put out there i think he's finished with uh walking dead at the moment um and there's an there's an idea in the show um or the people have brainstormed within the show about like hey you could have like a final episode of like Carl when he's older sitting around a campfire t- telling telling stories of like the past and stuff so um if we do end up getting that with 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 Judith and Daryl and I assume some others if they sit around some sort of campfire or something um that might be a nice way to kind of end the series the, the thing is is like okay got the penultimate episode here finale's next week then we got the spin-offs there's been a bit of like a conversation online and a bit of a debate as to how how much of an ending will it feel like we're going to get with mm-hmm. the show because you do have other spin-offs to not necessarily set up but other ones to do because we we know we're going to see at least a few of these characters but most of most of the rest of them we probably won't see again we don't know who exactly but um how much of an ending will it feel like um we'll have to kind of wait and see I suppose but um, what what did you think of uh, um, the conversation with Judith, uh, Carol? I almost said Carl. Judith, Carol, and and, and Daryl. Yeah, I, I, this was another one of those things where it was it was very much a signpost towards this is something ominous that could potentially happen to Judith because she's very much insistent on where she's going. She's talking about you know, or they they are talking about the future and things that they could do in the future, and you're like this this doesn't bode well it's exactly the sort of thing uh you take it back to the the sort of old 1960s war movies where you have the one character you know talking about how when he get home he's going to marry his girl and all this sort of stuff you're like oh that guy's dead yeah Yeah, that that guy's not coming back from whatever this war is you know um it it does almost feel like one of those sort of conversations mm-hmm. of of sort of hey when we're through all this we could do this this and this and you're like yeah yeah you do get the feeling that not everybody's going to make it out of here um which i mean doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to be dead at the end of it it, it just it's it's one of those sort of tropey setup things right. that yeah yeah you c- can do for this sort of stuff to point you in that direction so you know um yeah, that was my feeling of this. And like I say, even from the opening, I was starting, I had this sense of foreboding when she was talking in the opening, going, oh dear, this is, uh, they're not going to kill her off, are they? So, um, yeah, it just sort of added to that for me, this conversation. And I think there is potentially an interesting story you could do at some point down the line with a sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, an old man daryl or even an old man rick thing once you've got through the rick things you know we've said before that that the problem with 
creating shows with the children is difficult because of the fact that you know from a work point of view they're limited on hours and and that sort of thing so potentially if judith is still around and rj is still around you could have you know if rick makes it through as well because we don't know that either but you could have a sort of thing with rick sat around a campfire telling the stories to the kids or and and be able to reintroduce some of these characters of do it almost like a sort of tales of the walking dead thing but but with characters we already know rather than introducing kind of snippets of other characters i mean that would be another potential spin-off and also be able to do stuff with the kids that are then slightly grown up and they're sort of over the age of 18 so you're not dealing with all the the problems that you have of dealing with child actors you know um Mm -hmm. so there is something potentially you could do there with that maybe yeah i I just kind of wonder um because i've talked about the the comic the, the unintended comic book swap of carl and judith because in the in the comic book judith dies in the prison with laurie like they they get shot and uh, right. Laurie's carrying I've said this like ages and ages ago um, and then Carl goes to live on and then the show is un- unintentionally because it wasn't planned like to switch it around no. as if like okay Carl is going to die and then we're just going to age up Judith and when you look at that in the grand scheme of things it's like okay you, you've just about gotten away with that like it's we miss Carl and, and it sucks and it would have been great to have both of them but if this is an unintended like comic book switch around, you I think you've gotten away with it at this point. Yeah. But if you if you're gonna do a thing where, um, like Judith dies and then passes something on to RJ, that's not good. That's I don't think that's that's not really gonna work the same way. Um, I don't know how I would feel if like no. if, if if Rick died and um, I don't know. I I mean if Rick died, then you can't really kill off Judith and then like have just rj i don't know they got they got to figure out what they're doing there so yeah it's it is it is tricky because i mean technically you do still have a genuine grimes in there you do still have rj and you know you do still have he is the son of michonne and rick so you arguably could leave it with judith dying and rj being there but rj's been such an underutilized character as we've talked about before in this you sort of want judith to be the one that's there and gets to meet you know see her parents come back and you want that reunion um to sort of have her die separate to her meeting her parents and seeing them come back together i mean assuming that is what is going to happen i mean we still don't know with the rick and bishak service but yeah that's that's a tougher thing to swallow i think like you say because of the carl thing um Mm -hmm. so yeah i i don't know it's tricky i also just from a from a basic standpoint i i don't understand like like we're kind of talking as if judas already dead obviously she's not but or she hasn't been shown to die in the show i don't understand how that benefits the walking dead in any, any way shape or form yeah um i mean it's it's shock value which amc loves that sort of you know trending on twitter walking dead shock value they they love that but um you you can only do that in certain ways so um, yeah 
they sort of did like you say they did it with carl and it, it got a fairly negative reaction when they did it with carl so to do it again with judith seems a bit weird if that's the route that they go down so which makes me think that they probably won't but then this is the walking dead and it's amc so who knows right yeah um there's also the conversation here between negan and ezekiel which i liked um he did show because I I've been kind of looking at his neck a, a couple of times because because I said before that they hadn't addressed it in so long and I couldn't tell if they dropped the storyline or what had happened but he has actually got a mark there he showed it in this episode and I was like oh okay there's there's where the the thing is um he's usually he's usually got his neck quite covered which is a good thing to do in this world obviously but well yes um and he he saying to Negan about like hey this happened and I smiled that happened and I smiled and so on and so forth um. And I liked Negan kind of saying about, like, hey, I know I've done things wrong in the past and I am trying to, like, you know, redeem myself and what type of stuff. Um, and considering the, the kind of conversation they had at the, well, basically the slave camp thing, which obviously they're away from now, um, I, I thought this was I thought this was quite good. I, I was curious to see where they would go or if, if they would have more scenes with, with Negan and Ezekiel. Because obviously the, you've had, like, a three-part thing now because, one, you had their initial conversation... And then you had the whole, you know, hot, not hot, well, hostage ready to be shot yeah. kind of kind of thing, and then obviously the group banded together, and now you have got this conversation. So I've, I've, I've found this uh, th- this journey between the two of them, um, really quite interesting so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as I said, I, I think, I think the amount of depth and the change and the character development and not killing off Negan, um, has because uh, both in the comic and obviously within the show with Jeffrey's performance, I think makes him one of the most interesting Walking Dead characters, certainly. Um, yeah. When you, when you go on that particular type of arc. Um, and e- even though there are still audience members that are like, nope, don't like him, he killed Glenn. And it's like, okay, if you want to have that viewpoint, you can. But when I look at that season six finale episode and I think back to how he was then and think about how he is now, that is a, that is a, a guy who's attempted to change himself who is aware that like okay he's done some bad stuff but see, see is it because i i almost look at negan a different way to how he looks at himself because how he's said a few a few times and he, he sort of mentions it here he looks at like the things that he's done and like okay i i've made some bad choices and you can look at it that way but I think if you look, and obviously he he is a character that is living in that world, and I'm living in a different world to him. So I'm look I'm looking at him in a different lens because I'm watching him as a character in a show, whereas mm-hmm. he obviously he's a character he thinks he's you know real because that's how that works. Um, I, I look at I look at all these characters in this entire world in a different lens than I do in uh than I do like in in this in the show. Um, be, because of the nature of how a world like this runs, and um, cause I, cause I've said before with things like murder and death and killing people and whatever and like you know stealing from people or whatever the case may be, I think when you're when you're uh, consuming a story like this, whether it's a game, book, show, film, um, you have to look at some of those characters' choices through a different lens. And doing mm-hmm. that with Negan, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see what he thinks of himself. And I agree with his points. I just look at him in a different way. But again, that's just how that normally works because you know it's fiction. Um, but uh, I, I, I do find him still very fascinating. So, um, what, what do you think of like this uh, Negan Ezekiel thing? And how do you kind of look at Negan as a character? 
Yeah, again, this was the other conversation where there's a sort of sense of foreboding from from Ezekiel because he is going through, you know, I I smiled through this, I smiled through that, I survived this, I survived that, you know, he survived having cancer and, you know, against all odds, there is no way he should have survived that in this world. And then they happened to stumble across the Commonwealth and a doctor there that managed to save him. So uh, th- this does point towards Ezekiel maybe not making it out of the end of the series you know but if that is the case as I said that you've got Jerry in peril here and you've got Ezekiel and you do sort of you do kind of want them to have some final closure between the pair of them you know because they're Mm. such a strong duo um the conversation between Negan and Ezekiel was really interesting and and let's say how Negan sees himself and and he makes this comment in there about how you all are better than me you know don't don't think I don't understand that I love that line yeah you know uh, which is he's great uh, you know uh, and he has you are always going to get people that hate Negan for killing Glenn and understandably, you know, um, but he has made this huge effort to transform himself. And as we've said before, if you, if we'd been following Negan from the start, you'd see everything from a very different perspective because, you know, Rick's group came in and killed a bunch of Negan's people. So uh, it was retribution for that. And mm-hmm. yes, it, uh, the uh, the reason that we're upset about it is because it was, you know, Glenn, who was a lovely character and <clears throat> somebody that we liked and we've been following f- for a very long time. But he was part of that whole yeah. thing, you know. Wasn't um, line. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's been impressive how well Jeffrey's managed to play that redemption arc because he has come from being the villain to, you know, probably the biggest villain on the show to being a sort of solid, not even anti-hero at this point. He's become a solid hero character, I think. Um, And uh, yeah, we know he's going to survive this. Yeah. I mean, we don't know whether he's going to survive the spin-off because we don't know whether that's going to be like just a limited series and and he goes in there. But I mean, mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, I, it, it's been a joy watching him, and um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of that character. But the the development that they've put in there, I think, has been top notch, and just the the conversation between these two sort of former enemies and you know have every right you know ezekiel has every right to hate negan and um just to see them have this sort of civilized conversation um uh, you know i it was it was good it was a really solid bit of writing that certainly yeah and this is you know when i talked at the start i think the very top of the show about like those those solid moments the the, the this one and the other the judith one that we mentioned i think are uh certainly two of them so yeah. um, you have to remember as well. I know, I know this is going back a while. Obviously, this is like the, the bit that we've been talking about is sort of a, a very defining moment for Negan's character when he does kill Glenn and Abraham. To him, everybody in that line, apart from Rick and maybe Maggie, because he sort of like took a bit of notice of Maggie, I suppose, because um, uh, she was like pregnant and not looking very good and all that sort of stuff, um, which might have been the reason he didn't. Uh, kill her but um when he looks at everybody else in that row you had what you had um glenn you had sasha you had 
uh, like Eugene and people like that, those were like nobodies to him. Those, those, those to him were what we call we call red shirts. And he's just doing, he's just doing this mucking around. Like I'm gonna mess about with you, do literally do do an eeny meeny miny mo, and I'm just gonna land on one of the random heads yeah. uh, to to make a showing of things. But he's he's not like that anymore. So, uh, which is um, again, I think all all these things we've just discussed make him one of the more interesting characters in in the show. So. Uh, anyway, let's move on from these mm-hmm. uh, these particular scenes. Um, move on to something a bit more action-packed. Uh, the term a doozy was all but coined to describe Sunday's, for us Monday, uh, episode of The Walking Dead, as Pamela's troopers led a swarm towards the Commonwealth, also that she could go through the motions of a lockdown. Aaron, Jerry, and Lydia became separated from Elijah, Luke, and Jules. Uh, Lydia tried so desperately not to let go of her boyfriend, as he was swept away by the horde, uh, that she would end up being bitten, says goodbye arm. Uh, later, Jerry insisted that it would be as easy as cobbler. Why would you say that? Uh, for him to go uh, and find the missing members of their party. Then it says goodbye, Jerry. Uh, well, good- goodbye for now, because he goes out the door and we don't see him. So that yeah. is that is a way of saying goodbye. Um, I kept I kept sort of visiting this scene where, like, because you know there was the window just outside that door. Yeah, like, like like he'd get he'd close the door and he'd get pushed up against the window and you'd see like a blood splatter or something. I just I I, I was thinking of that uh, during during the scene. Um, there was a few things that I thought were possibly going to happen in here, which made the scene kind of interesting. Um, the whispering within the because there's the bit where they're walking up to this RV and they're they're trying to figure out what to do as a group and there's some troopers and there's some other walkers and stuff and I think Aaron says like up ahead or something like that and there's there's a few different lines that are whispered and um the first couple of times I was like okay I know this group is communicating but there was a couple of times where like there was these little whispers and I was like who who is that coming from um because the 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 whispers at this point are gone but Mm -hmm. um because even even for me as somebody who's like you know read almost all the book and the books and like you know um that's kind of anal- you know analyze the show and stuff but it, it, even with this new kind of like the smart walkers and stuff we don't know like like can they talk can they whisper stuff there, there's a few <laughs> comments I, I saw around the internet of people saying like that they heard one of the whispers saying ow or something like that or these like little bits and pieces um if they start talking that's gonna be quite interesting um What's the zombie show that where where the, walk, the zombies actually talk? I can't. Uh, I can't think uh, of you, one. You, you've got like Eye Zombie kind of does that. Well, like, yeah, the people yeah, that are infected, they, they sort of do that. They're they're, they're they're more they're much more human than the zombie yeah. though, aren't they? Because um, most of the other stuff, I mean, like in The Last of Us, they don't do that. Um, like World War Z, Black See, Summer, they don't they, they really do things like that. So the whispering, I, the whispering that you heard there, I think was actually the group communicating with each other. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it was. I don't think it was the the zombies whispering to each other, and I don't think there were whispers. No. I think it was them using the whisperer technique of whispering to each other to mm. be able to communicate whilst they were in that horde. I think that's all that was. Yeah. No, so, no, I understand that. It's just that at the time of like watching the episode, I I felt like I was yeah. hearing the, hearing these little whispers or the, these noises or something, and I was trying to like uh, distinguish it. So, um, but yeah, you got this awkward situation where like, okay, the RV doors open, it's not sort of staying open, which is a problem, and then they're trying to scramble into there, and a couple of them get caught. I I thought they were gonna do 
there's a, a few things I thought they were possibly going to do. One of which was kill Luke's girlfriend, which would have, I, like, I don't know, pushed Luke forward as a character or something like that. But then yeah. he... Because there's a point where he tries to, like, pull her backwards. She's not sort of able to go. And then he's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to just... I'm going to follow the momentum, kind of, and go with you. And then they those two disappear around the corner. Because, like, great, you know, Luke's been gone for all this time and he's gone missing again. Um, yeah. But at least we know he's in the area. Um, and then... So you kind of have that, that happen. And then the same thing almost happens. But then, like, the, she holds onto his arm, uh, Elijah's arm. Um... And again, I thought like, okay, are they going to do it? So like, I don't know. Lydia goes through trauma again and watching another like boyfriend or you know, person she cares about die, and then no, she gets bitten instead, and then he has to wander off. Um, one of the uh, one of the parts that works so well about this whole arm thing is literally the fact that okay, because I don't think I don't think Aaron did he adopt her or are they just friends? Because there's been a lot of like adopted. People I, in I the show. Think they're just friends. Don't think he adopted her. No, I don't think he adopted her. I think it was Carol that did, didn't she? I think I think so. I think it was Carol. Yeah, um, I can't remember to be honest. But uh, but they they've been having a bit more of like a, uh, a, a like a friendship like relationship thing. Her and Aaron. They they, they were talking before about you know, him and Eric and, you know, going for things in relationships or how that kind of goes and stuff. Um, so him, yeah. so it's them developing that relationship and then literally having a scene where, okay, he's been through this exact thing, lost his arm in a different way, but still kind of the same thing. And him trying to comfort her of being like, hey, look, I, I, I turned out all right and it's, it's going to be okay and all this kind of stuff. And then you've got, just got the lovable, you know, uh, Jerry there as well to, to comfort her, which was, yeah, which was good. Um, how many slices do you think it took? Because they showed one slice, like Jerry's trying to cut through her arm. Well, yeah, I mean, you, that's the thing. You, it's it's one of those things that they, they you kind of suspension of disbelief in, in some of these things because he's got a sword that he basically goes to chop her arm off with. I mean, I I rather suspect if you were trying to do that in real life, it would take a couple of goes. But I think we have to assume on the show that it's just one clean slice and she, he manages yeah, to take her Jerry's, off. Jerry's very strong. He can do it. Yeah. In, in reality, trying to get through the bone in the arm, he's probably going to take a bit more kind of soaring. I would have thought. Uh-huh. Then. Uh, but yeah, no, in, in the... In the show, I mean, they obviously cut away from it, I think, because it would have been pretty bad to see him, like, hack repeatedly at her arm to get it off. So I think we just got to assume that it was a clean sweep and, you know, just like he went down once and it, and it went. But yeah, I always, it always makes me laugh when they, when they kind of do that of, like, it's one thing with the zombies because you kind of can assume, okay, well, maybe their their head tissue is kind of softer or, you know, oh, yeah, maybe... Yeah. They're more, more decayed. Yeah, more decayed. There's, there's potentially with the virus, you know, maybe there's something in that. But, but when it comes to actually kind of the humans, uh, and they go through like that, yeah, kind of like, yeah, I, I'm not sure you'd actually be able to do that with that sort of sword. But you know, fine, I will, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll let that go. I think in this particular instance. Mm. Oh, I do think he cut around more than once. I just think they cut away from it. So yeah, with the, with, well, with yes. The scene. So, um, but no, it, it made sense. Like, uh, you know, this whole scene is a combined thing with the, the horde stuff. I thought was interesting. There's still that knife at play as well. There, there's a smart walker somewhere in that crowd that's got a knife. 
Well, but, yeah, I um, mean, I whether know. that comes, yeah, whether that comes back in, or whether that was just to show there were smart walkers in that horde, mm. um, which is something that comes back around towards mm. the end of the episode so i i don't know whether specifically the knife will come back but um mm. yeah i it's mean still in the same area so and, yeah and the walkers are still there so um but no i, I love that they had uh aaron go with her in there and then uh you know try to talk to her about, yeah like hey i turned out all right yeah and that sort of thing so that played out pretty well um but no, a very good scene um Jerry's made a uh, can we call this a character dialogue mistake? <laughs> like he said he 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 said the the wrong thing. Um was like no, hey, well, e- I mean, e- easy as cobbler I'll see you later. <laughs> well well cobbler, cobbler is a form of pie. So, right. you know, that's that's yeah, so easy as pie is a phrase, but easy as cobbler I guess is could be a colloquialism for for Jerry. So, you know, that that's fine. I I'm okay with that. I knew what he meant. So um, I know I'm fine so, with what he said. He just you shouldn't say stuff like that in this world. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. But I mean, I think obviously he knew there was little chance of him, or there maybe not much chance of him coming back. It was certainly something that was, and he's just going, "Oh, it'd be fine." It's a bit like the the old what was it Shackleton, the the guy that walks out of the tent in the North Pole, going, "I'm I'm going outside. I'm maybe some time." It's one of those sort of statements. Yeah. That, you know, um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that we're suddenly going to find a zombified Jerry. I, I suspect he's going to pop back up somewhere because Jerry's kind of got through scrapes before and they've not killed him yet. So I hope, as I say, he comes back and because I want to see him and Ezekiel together one more time at least. Mm-hmm. Whether they both make it out of whatever that interaction is, I don't know. But yeah, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, did he take a weapon with him? Because I didn't see him carrying anything. Um, I I don't know. I mean, he had that sword, so maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Took that with him. I... It might have been something on his back. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I didn't see any of his bigger weapons, but um, he, <clears throat> he must have at least had a knife. I mean, that's the minimum that you carry. Uh, in would, in The Walking Dead. You would, so. yeah, you would think he'd taken something with him. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, in other developments, uh, Pamela, beyond suspicious of Mercer in the wake of Eugene's disappearance from custody, uh, had Max's brother arrested. At the same time, Daryl, Carol, Judith, Negan, Gabriel, Rosita, Princess, that's a lot of characters, uh, sorry, Maggie and then Princess, uh, basically most of our regulars snuck into the Commonwealth's train station uh, where the governor had an ambush waiting for them. Pamela um, even picked up a machine gun herself. That was quite a surprising thing to see. Uh, and took aim at Maggie, only to have Judith push her out of the way and take the bullet herself. Then everything sort of stopped for a minute. Um, like, every, everybody stopped shooting for a minute. And then Daryl does a, yeah. a a cool kind of, hey, Ezekiel, throw the fire extinguisher so I can make uh, make some cover. Uh, which was, uh, th- th- Daryl's done these sort of things before. I- I'm sure characters have thrown things at Daryl's, like, shot with a crossbow or something like that. I think, mm-hmm. he- I think he's done this sort of thing yeah. before. So I think he did it with a grenade once. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the the shock of the episode. I mean, we had the shock obviously with um, with uh, Lydia and her arm, but we knew she'd you know cut it off, and you'll you'll pretty much be okay. Um, there was lot, there was a lot of kind of like things going on in my head at the time. I was like, oh wow, you've shot Judith. Um, but the the the, the staging was very interesting because like Pamela pops up, 
which I didn't. I, I don't. I can't remember if I knew where she, where she was at the time, or if she was. If I I didn't didn't expect her to pop up there in that exact spot. Certainly not with a gun, because she's been she's been more like the negotiator politician. Lance was more of the action like sort of villain. He he's the one that would get go there with a gun and shoot people himself. So I didn't didn't expect this from Pamela. Um, obviously good that. Judith wasn't shot in the head. We wouldn't wouldn't want her to be shot at all. But um, yeah, it's I don't know. Um, see, Maggie could have still been shot because again, you can still be shot and survive. We know she's got a spin-off. Judith hasn't. Um, and then everybody kind of stops, which was somewhat understandable. Still kind of strange. And then um, he kind of like makes a distraction and then uh, picks her up and. And runs off. Um, I just never. I don't know. Like Judith, J- Judith's been in dangerous situations before in the show. I just never kind of. Whether whether it was in my head, me thinking, okay, you won't repeat the mistakes of Carl, but I I never thought I'd see Judith get bitten or shot or or anything like that. It was uh, it, it was something I I didn't expect to see. Uh, I would say. Um, what what was your kind of initial thought on? when she got shot and uh, the, sort of the scene itself? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, up until this episode, you kind of assumed that they were going to have Judith make it through okay. But um, but then you got, you know, you came into this episode and as I say, the moment they started talking, like she started talking right at the very beginning, you kind of think, oof, this is not going to go well. Something's going to go horribly wrong here. Um, I mean, that is the other thing, of course. She is doing the voiceover for these episodes. So that sort of points to her surviving, given that she seems to be narrating this, I mean, from... As if it's from further in the future. uh, Yeah, from further in the future. You know, as if she is the one telling telling the story. Yeah, as if she's the one telling the story. So you kind of think that she must survive this for that to make sense. But I mean, it is also a TV trope of having sort of dead characters narrate things. So, um, yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, be interesting to see, given that she's done the narration for the last few episodes, whether how how they open the next episode, whether it's her narrating or whether it's something else, um, you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see with that. But um, that does sort of point to to her surviving this, and I I I kind of get the feeling, as I said before, if they were going to kill her off, they probably would have done it immediately. Because I think that has more of an impact than them carrying her off and then her dying somewhere else. And then you don't get the potential resolution with Rick and Michonne and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, we don't know, but I kind of want to think that she's probably okay. Um, But it does up the stakes because she is a character that we know isn't anywhere in the spinoffs. So, so yeah, the, the sort of reaction to it i thought was interesting as well of you know pamela kind of picking up the gun and kind of going all badass and like trying to shoot these invaders in quotes and and then accidentally shooting a kid 
and being utterly horrified at herself and what she's doing at those at her actions and eventually sort of snapping back out of it but but i think there is a sort of brief realization of her character there of like oh my god what have i become you know mm-hmm. um it doesn't last long but but i think that it is there um so yeah that's sort of quite interesting and uh, pamela kind of continues to up the villain stakes throughout i mean the the sort of uh the arresting mercer which was a bad idea because yes i mean she was right mercer was the person responsible for eugene's disappearance but he is also your best chance of surviving a zombie horde heading towards your location um and yeah so that was a, a huge mistake having him arrested as well um yeah he's a great scene though throughout i think really solid you know um you're getting to see how far she will go and um yeah i'd be interested to see what effect this has on maggie as well because you know maggie being pushed out the way by judith and judith taking the bullet for her Mm. what what that does to their relationship you know as well will be an interesting thing moving forward assuming judith survives which i think at the moment we're assuming she does yeah yeah it's just like i don't know with with the i keep i keep thinking about that that maggie negan show and like how the the different situation they're going to be in as to what they are in now um and if anything else happens with that um yeah as as to where like you know are they going to kill off herschel are they going to kill off i think her name's ava is it negan's his wife um uh yeah yeah um i i I saw some of the uh set photos they weren't like leaked or anything they had been actually like publicly polished uh, published polished publicly published um by like trades and stuff and she's got like this bit more sort of gothic look to her with like shorter hair Mm-hmm. Um, almost like hinting towards, hey, something not great has happened, and like Maggie looks like this now. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Um, we'll see. Uh, as the hour draws uh, near its um, nearer its conclusion, Walkers, uh, some climbing among them, make it inside the Commonwealth. Uh, Pamela's solution: have troopers protect the estates and divert the dead towards the uh, lower wards. As if we didn't know she was a uh, scum at the time. Uh, Daryl and co found themselves all but surrounded by walkers. And little last kicker in her delirium seemed to see daddy, she said. Um, but had she really? And um, Daryl basically escapes down this little side path. Um, while all sorts of chaos is happening in the middle. Um, there's, uh, there's a few parts I really like about this this last this last kind of like bit of, 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 a, of the episode. Um, she's trying to like Pamela's trying to scramble to think of like what am I gonna do and her new lieutenant person, um, I don't think we know her name, um, is saying to her like uh oh the the walkers are on the way kind of thing. She's like oh just like the gate gates are closed it's it's fine, and she's like no ma- I think she says ma'am or something. She's she's like no they're climbing over the wall they're they're coming yeah. in. And she's like, "Oh, the, the, don't, don't, don't worry about it." It's just like it's happening right now. They're climbing over the wall, and um, because pa- I don't, Pamela doesn't know about that, does she? 
yet. No. So, because um, like, like with a few other character reactions we've seen, this whole kind of like, wait a minute, they can climb thing is like yeah. re- really throwing a few characters off, and I really, really love it. There's a there's a line from Negan, obviously, as well. He he sees this walker climbing over a fence, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> uh, which you know, for, for, yeah. a char- for a character that swears so much, um, it, in the book was a great place to finally be able to drop some f bombs with uh with Negan. That really kind of fit uh, what they were doing there with him. Um, it, it there's like there's there's the quirky Walking Dead bit as well where that guard like sees oh there's a walker climbing over the thing and then you see I think there's a shot of like you know you know the classic sort of hand shot yeah and it's, it's climbing up and it gets him and not only does it get bitten but he flips the controls because of course he falls onto them um yes and uh, hey they don't need to climb the walls the gates open now <laughs> so, yeah um. But just that speech from that woman of like, no, they're they're climbing in, and it's not going to happen. It's happening right now. Um, yeah. And pa- Pamela's almost too sort of like, hey, she's got a lot of things in her mind, right? Of like, I'm being told there's climbing walkers. I'm in danger. I've just shot a kid by accident. I'm trying to sort of protect myself because I'm I'm the bad person. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, cool stuff going on here. Um, I want to talk about the the group being a bit more surrounded. Um, after we talk about this this Pamela stuff. Uh, what did you think of sort of her reaction to what was going on and the stupid guard? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, the, that was a very sort of Walking Dead tropey kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, him him sort of, yeah, that the hand kind of getting him because he didn't see the climber come up and, and then falling onto the controls. And of course, that opens the gate. I mean, that that's a very, you know, it's a very Walking Dead thing. But um, Pamela's reaction to it, again it's very much about protecting herself oh yeah they you know just basically you will protect my estates and uh just direct all of the dead into the where all the scum are you know all the all the sort of regular populace are is is basically what she's saying yes yeah direct it towards the peasants in the lower woods is basically what she's saying and you're like really wow you know it says says uh, just in case you didn't know she was already scum. I mean mm-hmm. that really kind of solidifies it. So yeah, I mean just terrible, appalling, and the 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 whole thing about the climbers of them going, they're climbing the walls, and, and that conversation that I, I thought was great, you know, um, really really good. The the little thing about um, the. Uh, her looking up and going kind of daddy i do wonder whether there was a discussion at some point about whether they could like rope andrew lincoln in for you know a day just to switch daryl and andrew out so we see what she sort of you know we get a shot of her looking up thing yeah a pov thing of of her being carried you know judith being carried and looking up and seeing andrew um yeah i I do wonder if there was ever some discussion about whether they could get him to do that and and maybe it fell through or maybe there wasn't and Mm. uh, you know i i don't know but it it is one of those things they did a similar thing to that there was a, a a point in homeland uh where the lead actress in that is is in a sort of state of delirium and imagines uh a long dead character and you do uh, so i it sort of reminded me of that and i did wonder whether they were maybe they talked about going down that route and then sort of maybe decided it was too much or it confused people or maybe andrew wasn't available i don't know 
but um hmm. yeah it was a it was an interesting little thing it would have been an intriguing way of being able to use andrew without having to have him suddenly pop up out of nowhere you know yeah <laughs> um hmm. so yeah and, and i mean that is the other thing of course is it does potentially i mean maybe maybe that does point to a way how they could bring Andrew back in the final episode without having to actually physically have Rick back on the show is her imagining him there and having a conversation with her. I mean, maybe that is, is a way of doing it. Um, hmm. So I don't know. Um, maybe that is where they're going with that, but it was an interesting little thing that they, they put in there. Um, Cause you sort of feel like, they might want to nod to to Andrew, you know, to Rick being around in some way, even if it is in some sort of dream sequence. So I don't know. Um, we'll see next week when that pops up. I wonder. I mean, I wonder a lot of things about The Walking Dead, <laughs> but if it wasn't already obvious, um, there are people out there who are fans of the show and they love the show. And they're not, they're not always aware of like, oh, the show's back or where it is or, oh, it changed from Fox to Disney Plus or whatever. Um, that, 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 that doesn't mean you're less of a fan. It just means you just haven't come across that information for whatever reason. You just haven't. And it doesn't it doesn't always happen with Netflix shows. It does happen sometimes with other shows, but more often than not with, with Netflix shows. I wonder if there might be viewers of the show out there. Because there is still like what two million or so, and then plus the AMC plus numbers around that. Which sort of... we don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's say around about two million people, roughly. Obviously, you have got all the Disney Plus, like me and you that, that watch it. Um, uh, on uh, Star on Disney Plus. I wonder if there's people that are like you know they love the show, they're fans of the show, they watch it, and and all that sort of thing. I I would imagine most of ninety percent at least of fans would at least be aware of okay there there's spinoffs out there maybe not the exact details of like okay Daryl's going off to France and this is with this and this is with that and whatever but be aware there's spinoffs yeah and I wonder because this is still AMC's like powerhouse I know they've got that vampire di- vampire uh, interview I must say vampire Darius that's a completely different show uh, in <laughs> interview with the vampire thing coming out and all that but walking dead's still going to be their cash cow i think because you've got like you know conventions and all that sort of thing there's you know still big fans of the show if they if they do this last episode or say when they do this last episode if there is no hint towards like oh so and so is gonna go off and do this or rick's come back or michonne something you know some hint towards like the next parts. I'm not necessarily saying set up, but like a conversation between characters or ra- Rick on the radio or something like that. If certain fans of the show will watch the finale and then like um won't like sort of be be aware of the spin-offs. It's going to be interesting to see how AMC handles like hey, you're a big fan of the show um, this isn't. This is the end of the show, but there's these other, there's these other ones, and like which ones you need to pay attention to, and that sort of stuff. Because there's things like tales out there that nobody seems to have really noticed has has come out, uh, and like Fear the Walking Dead, people have dropped off, and obviously the Rick and Michonne show is, and that sort of stuff is is much bigger than those two. Um, 
but I, I wonder how that's like, like if we we finish the show in November right let's say you get to March or April and like the Maggie Darrell one's about to happen how those last sort of what four five six months would have gone in terms of like fans knowing or what's been set up what's been said in the show um or it how the show will hint towards that at all um because there, there's some people that like see oh walking dead's coming back on this date and this date and they're, they're people that dropped off from the show ages ago and they go oh walking dead's still on because so there's yeah. lots of, so there's lots of different people like in different camps um how do you think that's going to kind of go um, with with like I don't know pr- promoting the spin-offs or d- doing something with this last episode to be like hey yeah this is the end but we've got this other bit to to let you know to come back if yeah I I think it's gonna be it is gonna be interesting to see what the finale numbers are like because if you remember the Negan episode which was so hyped so uh, and and was the highest numbers they had i think for any episode across the season there were surely people watching that show and that episode that had never watched the walking dead before just to see what all the fuss was about and you do wonder whether Uh. the numbers are going to rise for people particularly watching it live for that finale um I'm not sure how it's going out because the the episodes go out a week early on amc plus don't they um in the u.s and i i'm assuming they've not done that with the finale i heard that they um, weren't going to for the finale yeah, so so you might find an uptick you might actually get a better idea of what the genuine numbers are for the finale episode because you'll have a lot more people watching it live that maybe would have watched it on amc plus and um you know the so uh, and we don't get numbers for AMC Plus, so we don't know what the numbers are for that. It would be hilarious if it, you know it jumps from the average live viewing at the moment, which is about one and a half million um, in the US. Mm-hmm. If that suddenly jumped to being like five, six million for the Ali, I mean, I think there is a bigger. We don't know because we don't know the AMC Plus numbers, but they have said repeatedly that walking dead is a large driving force for amc plus which is why they've made all the spin-offs you know because they want to keep the franchise it's the around the biggest thing they've got yeah yeah i mean um certainly it is the biggest thing on amc i mean even at, even at those relatively low ni- live numbers compared to what they were before um the reason that the live numbers are are low is because people are watching it on amc plus so uh, yeah it's going to be interesting to see what the what the final viewing figures are for um for the show live next week um because i suspect there is much larger audience for it and yes you are going to have people that have dropped off and i think you may have some people that tune in that dropped off like three seasons ago uh, and will tune back in just to watch the last episode as well you are going to have some people Well, yes, it would be, but I think there may be a few people that will do it out of curiosity, you know. Right. Um, not as many as as have done before, but then the Egan episode would have been very confusing as well um, mm. for that. So, I don't know. I, you may have people that tune in for, for that just to see because, you know, they know some of the characters and they just want to see how it ended. So, mm-hmm. you, you might get a bump in numbers from that, but I think there are 
there is still a large fan base out there for it. And, and of course, we're only really talking about the US at this point. You, I mean, you've also got international numbers, yeah. which don't know because we don't know what the Disney Plus numbers are for it. But clearly they were big enough for Disney to be able to say, yes, we're going to run this final season. You know, um, and because bear in, mind, bear in mind that that actually cost Disney money to do that. You know, with they they have a huge catalogue of their own stuff. So when they're buying things in, they're buying them in because they think that they will they'll make it worthwhile in terms of subscribers. So you know, when they go and buy The Walking Dead or AMC or, or um, NCIS or those other shows that they're buying, as opposed to things like Grey's Anatomy and Station Nineteen and Nine One One and all those shows which they already own. Yeah, those are theirs, aren't it, they? So. Yeah, those are theirs. It doesn't actually cost them anything to run those on their on Disney Plus uh, internationally, whereas mm-hmm. these they have to pay AMC to be able to run them. So there must be some intrinsic value in terms of the amount of viewers that you know, amount of people that are watching and downloading them for them to do that. So, yeah. um, hmm. yeah, I mean, again, we don't know what's happening with the spin-offs internationally either because they've been mysteriously quiet you know they've not even run on the amc channel over here the only thing that runs walking dead related on the AMC channel is is, (laughs) yeah and i mean what we actually are hoping is sometime next year they will launch an amc plus internationally which seems to be what they're talking about doing uh and if they do that that will be great because it will have all the walking dead stuff on it it will also have interview with the vampire which hasn't got a uk place either and you know all the other shows as well from yeah, amc i'd love to see uh yeah. kevin can f himself season two i love that first season that yeah was, that yeah was brilliant yeah so, so the, the, a lot of the amc shows haven't got a uk home at the moment and it's suspicious that they haven't um i mean fear i think is available to buy on prime video and he's still running on amc but um, Tales hasn't gone anywhere. They've not announced anything for any of the spin-offs. So, you know, I, I really just... wonder how many people actually watch Tales. Because I, I don't know. I'm not seeing like anybody like at all talking about it, or even like the, the people that I have heard talk about it didn't know that it even either didn't know that it existed or that it aired. So, um, and when it yes. was and when it was running for those six weeks, which I only knew that because obviously I. I keep track of this stuff um i wasn't even seeing like hey new episode this sunday unlike what they've been doing with you know like better call soul and um walking dead and other things that they've got so um that's a very weird one that is so mm-hmm. yeah yeah um uh but we'll see what happens with that um anyway with this the, the other bit of this last scene uh, it's interesting to see what they were doing when um so they, they were closing off the area and they they realized it like a bit too late um, the Commonwealth was sort of trying to trap them in with the walkers. Um, it's a good thing that they found that little alley. I think it was like a, d- a deliveries alley or yeah. something. And they're like, we have to get Daryl down there right now, which like, so if you don't, then we're all in very big trouble. Because um, I was kind of thinking, okay, I don't think this means like, okay, we're going to just slaughter all these people when again, you've got Maggie and uh, Negan here, so you can't kill those exactly. two. And and you've also got Daryl who like, you know, is, is in a precarious situation. But he can't die either. Um, uh, oh no, Luke did pop up. He pops up in this scene, doesn't he? Kelly almost yes. um, almost shot him because she. I I think she thought it was like a walk across side because he was covered in guts. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he came back with Joel, yeah, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. 
Um, we just need to find where. Uh, I don't remember seeing Jerry here. Jerry wasn't. Um, no, well, Jerry, Jerry sort of left separately, you know, yeah, because they they turned up after they got carried off by the horde, and then turned up when the horde turned up in those lower wards. So, um, yeah, I, I mean that that whole thing was kind of interesting because they were like they were sort of oh they're trying to box us in no wait wait a minute they're not trying to box us in they're 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 trying to block off us, yeah well not they weren't but they weren't exactly trying to trap us they were trying to sort of trap the horde or funnel the horde in a particular direction they just happened to be in the middle of it um in those lower wards so I, it was that was the sort of interesting thing with that is i don't know whether they were actively trying to trap that particular group they were just trying to herd the walkers in a particular direction and block off those lower wards. And um, yeah, that the group just happened to be in the middle of it, uh, you know, because they were, there was a lot of confusion when they were, they saw the troopers and the troopers were sort of running past and weren't like coming directly at them. You know, it was more about them trying to manage what was happening with the horde. So, I mean, not that, that I mean, that, puts them in any less danger because you've still got hordes heading towards you but you know mm, yeah no, I, I got the impression I thought they were trying to trap them they got a little bit I, lucky but I thought they were trying to trap them in yeah no in I, I, I'm not sure whether they were specifically trying to trap them in there or whether they were just trying to trap the horde in a particular direction I mean either way it's not great for them because you're still surrounded by zombies but um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, but at least Judith isn't uh, isn't trapped in there, so that's good. Uh, anyway, that's the end of the episode. Uh, we do have a couple of bits of feedback to get into. Uh, we do have two more podcasts. We've got, obviously, the series finale review uh, next time. Um, we'll have to talk about our schedule for that in a minute because you mentioned something to me before. Uh, yeah. And then the uh, series wrap-up, which will be the, the week after whenever we do the finale. Um, but before we get into all these, uh, so what are we doing with the schedule? Because I think you said to me you couldn't do, you couldn't record next week. Yeah, the 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 difficulty is uh, because I'm in America and I'm staying with friends, and next week is Thanksgiving, um, uh-huh. so I probably am not going to be available next week to record Joe, um, because everybody is on holiday. I'm actually going to be I'm currently in la i'm actually going to be up in san francisco for uh, thanksgiving week so uh that may need to wait for until the week after uh when we get back so there may be a a little uh break and, and of next week we might not be able to do a show next week and i mean you could do it on your own but i, I would I'm, quite... I'm not going to cover the series for not on my own <laughs> <laughs> but i would quite like to be there so unfortunately yes, no, uh, i'll, I'll, I'll got no problem waiting for you so yeah just the timing of it unfortunately so um yeah i may need to do that we may need to do that when i'm back in the uk um which will be the following week so uh yeah that'll be the 30th of november right which is actually okay because we won't be behind on the episodes because the show will be finished exactly so so, yeah and then we'll do the week after we do that finale episode we'll do our uh our series wrap up which is what we usually do for um for shows that finish even though the universe isn't finishing but the show still is so it still it still counts so yes. uh, that's just an update on that uh, I do have a bunch of films to review though so I might do some of those next week not only Black Panther but some uh, some other stuff 
Um, anyway, let's go on some emails, uh, feedback and whatnot. If you'd like to send in your thoughts, uh, feelings, questions, comments, I'm sure some of you got some, uh, well, judging by what I have here, some of you do have some thoughts and some feelings. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Um, do you know about the spin-offs, all that type of stuff? If you're in America, have you watched Tales of the Walking Dead? I, I, I'd love to know those sorts of different things. Like, do, do you know the show exists? Um, do you, have, have you seen it? If you're in the UK, uh, what's your know, situation with that and everything? Um, yeah, what do you think is going to happen in the finale? All that type of stuff. And of course, if you write in after you've seen the finale, um, what did you think of it? All that type of stuff. Anyway, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes, email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in your show notes. Uh, Jack's got a very bad idea that I don't like. Uh, well, not, that, not, <laughs> not necessarily his idea, but an, an idea that he is... Um, you know, put, putting putting on the table is still a terrible idea. Says, uh, what what if next week Judith dies in a bed and passes the hat to RJ? Um, I would absolutely hate that. Um, well, she 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 actually did already pass the hat to RJ, didn't I, I she? Know, Earlier that's, in that's the kind of why it doesn't. Yeah, but you you, you can envision yeah, that. that scene, can't you? Like, yeah. Of... No, I mean I, that's the thing. They were sort of setting that up this week throughout the whole episode of something horrible is going to happen to Judith. I hope that is some form of misdirect and, you know, her to just sort of die in the bed, do, uh, you know, uh, the sort of final last words uh, and then die and turn or die and they have to put it down. I, I, I really hate that idea. Um, mm-hmm. And too. I'm hoping they can do something to, save her and yeah I, I it just it feels wrong that yeah i i get that rj is rick and michonne's kid and i mean technically judith isn't but she is and she's a grimes and she's been the embodiment of carl and of rick since the end of you know since since sort of those people have left the show yeah, season nine roughly yeah. So, and yeah, I know what happens to Rick in the comic books, so there is sort of a justification for it. But the sto- yes. Okay. Okay. So, well, well I, 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 I have a big sort of breakdown of all that in the. We'll, we'll do it in a in the later podcast. Um, yeah. There's some interesting so, stuff there. Yes. So I am aware of what happens there in the comic books, but I, I. St- think the tv show went down a very different route and whilst that makes sense in the comic books for rick as a character it doesn't i don't think make sense just because she's the only grimes i mean i if you were going to do it i yeah you see you can't even do it with killing off rj because he has been such a side character throughout the whole thing i don't think it has the impact i either and whilst it would be impactful to kill off Judith. I think it would be a mistake. It it so. just it just doesn't have any benefit to anything. No, no, no. Like why? Like the, I I understand. There's a fine line between okay, stakes killing off big characters, and then we're gonna kill off this character, but it doesn't make any sense to do so. Um, yeah. yeah. The the whole like. The whole idea, the, the the metaphorical idea of like Judith's going to die and pass the hat to RJ. The re- one of the reasons that doesn't work is because um, Judith is a developed character that we love and care about, 
and I don't mean this in a bad way, but um, <laughs> RJ isn't. <laughs> RJ is a caricature. Yeah, well, I don't know about caricature, but I certainly think he's a character. Massive, he's he's massively underdeveloped that character, so you don't have the same sense of feelings for RJ, and uh, you know because he he hasn't been given the opportunity to grow on the show. Unlike Kaylee, he has done a phenomenal job as as Judith. And her age, yeah, like it's yeah, not it's not easy to find uh, yeah. young child actors like that. Plus, so. you have got other characters that you can kill off in impactful ways loads without of, loads of them. <laughs> yeah, there are loads of characters you can kill off in impactful ways. You know, the ones that aren't going off to the spinoff. Like as I said, much as I would hate it, killing off Ezekiel in the finale would make a lot of sense. I mean, I love Ezekiel. I love Kari. He's amazing. But um, it would make a certain amount of sense for that character arc because of the fact that he has escaped death so many times. He's jumped past his comic book death as well. And it would make sense for him to go out in some heroic way of maybe saving Jerry, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. The the reason that would also work for Ezekiel to die, not Jerry, is because Jerry's got his his wife and kids, and it would yeah, be like, and, it would be like I'm going to save myself, sacrifice myself to save you and your family. Ezekiel doesn't yeah. have like he's not with Carol anymore; hasn't been with Carol for ages. And although there's people that obviously care about Ezekiel, he doesn't have you know family, wife, and kids, and that whereas Jerry does. So. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's no, one that would make sense. Yeah, it, it would, and of, and of course, it, it flips it slightly because Jerry was always Ezekiel's protector. I mean, that's how they kind yeah. of were. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it would make sense for you know the king to be sacrificing himself for the person who was originally supposed to be the person they're protecting, but obviously they've grown in very different directions, and I, that I, I would. I think that would be a fitting end for that character. And much as I would love to, Ezekiel to still be around, if you're going to kill off a big name, that would be one that I think you could do and give a satisfying ending to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a, and, a, another example would be like if, um, let's say you got like Gabriel and Rosita. Rosita's got like Coco and everything. Like if Gabriel sacrificed himself and said, hey, you and... Coco go off and like you know that yeah that, that sort of thing. like that one of those things would sort of make sense as well yeah exactly um so there's lot there's lots of options within that that you could choose um I just like the the show just about got away with having like oh Carl passing the hat to Judith because Judith was a character you could do that with the the difference between the younger version of Judith and this version of RJ is at least when we had Judith on screen. Um, she had had like she still had, had some interaction with other characters. We'd all, we'd also had her on the show for a long, long time at that mm-hmm. point. And even though RJ's been there, I think since season nine, which is only like a couple of seasons, he's had like nothing essentially. So um, yeah, uh, and then, like I'd love to, you know want RJ to stick around. I want them to develop him. I want them to do something with him. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the answer to that is not to have Judith die and pass her hat to RJ. That's that's not the yeah. answer to that. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, plus, can Walking Dead just stop killing kids off? Like that's just. <laughs> well, yeah. Yes. yeah I, Car- Carol will tell you all about it, but yeah. Um, we 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 don't need any more of that with one more episode left. So. Yes. 
Uh, Beth uh, has more uh, interesting ideas. It says, can you imagine if Judith goes into a coma like Rick did, then instead of Rick waking up with us all the dream, it's Judith instead. <laughs> so, so this is sort, well, this is sort of remixing the idea of like, oh, Rick's going to wake up in the coma at the end and none of it happened, which would just be awful. Um, so, so both both versions of this idea is is pretty bad. <laughs> well, actually, no, there is a way you could make this work. Actually, there is a there is a way you could have because I mean I I mentioned it before. You could have a sort of her going into slipping into some sort of coma or delirium and seeing Rick, and that would be a way that you could potentially bring Rick or Michonne Rick and Michonne in without having to step on the spin off series. You, you know, you can have her imagining, you know, some sort of delirium with those. The other way you could do it is you could have her slip into a coma and then, you know, deal with everything else. Well, she's so she spends like the most of the last episode, you know, laid up and you could actually end it with her coming out of the coma as a sort of, you know, a year later with Rick and Michonne actually there and them going let me tell you what happened and how we met each other again you know so you could yeah you could do that you could do it that sort of way with with her and that then mirrors back to sort of rick raping up out of the coma walking out of the hospital and not understanding what's going on you could it does have a mirroring effect there of her waking up and suddenly finding that her parents are there and back together um as a sort of older versions you know so maybe it's a year later or something you don't there is a there is a way you could possibly get away with that it does then cause a slight problem of well we know where rick and michonne end up um so their miniseries becomes sort of you know well we know they've got to get back to this point mm-hmm. if you actually genuinely have them there as you know her waking up from a coma and her parents are there um but there are a couple of ways you could do that. Like I say, you either have it as a sort of dream sequence delirium or you you do a genuine time skip and and do it that way of sort of, you know, she's been out for however long. Um, so I, I don't know. There there are ways you could make that work. The, the, the two ideas you said there work, yeah, because that, that would mean that when she woke up, everything that happened happened. Um, but there's there's been the idea, obviously, for a while, of like, oh, Rick's going to wake up from the coma and nothing happened. So the idea that Beth is saying here is that. The, the idea of and hopefully not, but the the idea Beth is saying here is if she goes into a coma in in a similar way and she wakes up and nothing happened, like none of it happened. Um, but that's obviously different. Yeah, that's no. different to what you're you're explaining. So that's um, that's for the yes, that's the the Bobby Ewing in the shower for the older listeners amongst you. Uh, the uh, yeah, that, that's <laughs> that that storyline, the infamous uh, what was it, Dallas, Dallas Dynasty. Yeah. Dallas Dynasty storyline, whichever one it was, I could never remember, but I think it was Dallas, wasn't it? But yeah, where where um, I can't the character if the show did that now in, in twenty twenty two, that would like it basically wrote off an entire season by having a character that wow. they'd previously killed off, like turn sort of open a shower door and like, oh hi, it was all a dream, you know. I you'd never get away with that now, I don't think. So I I I don't think that's likely. What what year did that happen? It would have been mid eighties. Oh, early, okay. early to mid eighties. That would have been. Yeah, you, you wouldn't with, with Twitter and everything else. You wouldn't get away with that today. <laughs> no, no, you get absolutely massacred. So, yeah, yeah, that... yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Um, I, I have seen that actual that actual scene itself. I've no context as like the rest of the show, but um, I, I have seen 
a particular the, scene. So there is a hilarious alternative ending to Breaking Bad, where they do that, where it's them waking up in a bed, and and it's I've seen that. Yeah, and I, I think if I remember correctly, it's him and as the character from Malcolm in the Middle, the dad from Malcolm in the Middle, waking yeah. up in a bed, and it's and it's like he's imagined the whole of Breaking Bad, <laughs> which I was done as a comedy skit on something, but yes, which I thought was hilarious, but uh, yeah, no, so you, but in reality, you would never do that on a TV show these days, no. I don't think. No, um, it's interesting that you you mentioned the whole like. Um time period-ish sort of idea with the Rick and Michonne stuff because th- th- there's two kind of elements to both characters which is because I-, I don't just want to see how does he find the group I do want to see like okay from when he got into a hel- helicopter with Jadis and we've seen what Jadis has been up to since if you've seen well beyond but like um there's a lot of questions it's like okay what wh- where where specifically did he get taken like we, we guess it's a CRM but like what location and stuff and what has he been up to the whole time? How comes he's not managed to get back? And there's other questions mm-hmm. there. Um, same same kind of thing with Michonne. Obviously, that they left in different circumstances. Um, but the question with her is like, okay, wh- where has she been? And like, where did they meet up? And and that sort of stuff. So, um, but and then there's the other question as well. Okay, once once you ask uh, once you answer the question of where have they both been? I suppose the question there is wh- when it, where are they going? You know. Yeah, and um, I mean, yeah. After that. The- because you, you bear in mind that there was a five-year time jump, so they have got five years to play around uh-huh. with. Yeah. Of of you know, so if you did have them show up at the end of this, there is still quite a lot of time. I don't know how long they're expecting that spinoff to go for, but there is quite a lot of time you can play around in. I think they're all um, six episodes, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are, but I don't know whether they're planning on doing more of them or whether right, they're planning just resol- yeah, just resolving it in six episodes. So there is a lot of time you can play around with with that of mm. of filling in that gap you know there is this five year time period because it runs their story like you say sort of needs to go and i think probably will go from when rip was taken through to you know wherever they end up and presumably that is going to be them going back to find the group because they're going to want to go back and find their kids so you would assume that that is where they're going to be heading with once that resolves and they're back together they're going to head in that direction mm-hmm. um because it would seem weird if you do that series and then sort of kill both rick and michonne off away from the group and they never find out what happens that would seem like a weird way to do it ridiculous. so 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 <laughs> you've got to assume that they're going to be they're going to get together and they are going to get back and find the group i mean you you kind of assume that that is going to be where they end up and again if they if they are going to come back you want them to come back to find not only rj but um find judith as well so mm-hmm. i don't know i mean it's yeah but we don't know enough about that spin-off series to know with that yeah um last one we got from harrison says uh the smart walkers are cool but i finally watched a few episodes of black summer and loved it definitely something different for variety um, that's what I like with with zombie stuff as well is variety. You know, I I say a few times that I want more zombie content. That doesn't mean I want all the same stuff. I mean, if you if you look at something like you know Last of Us and then Walking Dead and you got Black Summer, all three of them give me different things. Um, like mm-hmm. Last of Us, obviously you got like the the Joel and Ellie story, which again the the plot itself is different to the Walking Dead. Um, Black Black Summer is more of like an adrenaline fueled 
constant just you know um breakneck speed kind of kind, kind of thing um with black summer that that's less about the investment in the characters and more sort of like just just endless awesome set pieces um that that's more about sort of like th- thrills and action but like in, in in one of the best ways that i've seen um whereas with last of us and walking dead those are very much more character driven things and obviously you got the plot with the last of us um I mean, the the plot of The Walking Dead has just been them to survive, like the, the story of survival with Rick and Carl. Um, yeah. But also with with Last of Us, you've got okay, Ellie's immune, Joel's got to take her across the country. How's it going to go? Um, and obviously, you've got the different thing, which is that's a video game, soon to become a TV show. Um, so I like that they all give me something, uh, something a bit different. Um, so that that's the funny thing with like. If you look at the black black summer zombies as opposed to the smart walkers, like they're, they're both interesting in their different ways. Because smart walkers are sort of okay, where are they going to climb? What are they going to pick up? Like when you go to melee attack them, are they going to grab your, you know, blade or you know, uh, machete, whatever you've got of some sort? Um, you know, how they're going to kind of operate? Black summer zombies just run and jump through things and <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Because uh, if if a if a smart walker was gonna go up to window, it would like try and smash it and then climb in, whereas a black summer zombie would just sprint and just jump through it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then it, it would just jump through the window, it smash it, and then it get straight back up and start running again. So, um, whereas whereas the 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 they're different types of tension because the Walking Dead is like oh shit that that zombie that walker's like climbing a fence and you can you know that the hand shot is that as they always yeah, do yeah. whereas black summer you the camera pans around as a zombie running it's going to sprint and jump through the window so they offer different kind of things um have you have you you not seen any episodes of that yet have you uh, uh, black I, I think i saw the very first episode of black summer i mean in to be brutally honest i'm not a huge horror fan <laughs> right so yeah and so I mean, I watched The Walking Dead because of the plot and because I'm invested in the characters. And, yeah. you know, it's that sort of first six episode Frank Darabon series that and, and the fact that it was an adaptation of an interesting comic book. That was the thing that really drew me into it in the first place. And it was the characters that happened to be set in a sort of zombie filled post-apocalyptic world. And I quite like post-apocalyptic worlds. I'm just not a huge kind of horror person. And that um that show is is far more like you say action set pieces uh, zombie sort of stuff you know so hmm. um i i i wasn't i i mean i i enjoyed the first episode of black summer and it was okay but it's not really my sort of thing as much um but like you say there are lots of different sort of genre you know, zombie genre stuff uh last of us i will definitely be watching because again it's far more story driven it's about a post-apocalyptic world that happens to be filled with sort of zombie type creatures rather than um it's the same with like 28 days later which has similar to sort of black summer zombies in they they're technically not zombies they're infected in that that give zombie like features but they are sort of fast running zombies essentially Mm. in that Uh, and uh you know i love the 28 days 28 months later movies they're great but um you know generally i i don't seek out horror stuff all that much 
So you're more there for like the characters and, and things like that. Yeah, and so. I, it needs a sort of it needs a really solid sort of character driven story for me to be getting into like horror things more. Mm-hmm. I think The Last of Us is the deepest of those. I mean, it's the the especially in the second game as well um, is literally an examination of the human condition, and especially in yeah. such such incredibly extreme circumstances. Um, I mean, the second game gets into like cults and wars and you know others it still keeps that like same core sort of ellie story um but that 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 gets into some very very deep stuff um Mm -hmm. i think even neil himself has said uh, neil Druckmann, obviously the guy behind it all um has said like yeah this is an examination of like the human condition which just puts it on that deeper level so there we go. Um, by the way, anybody that wants to watch Black Summer, it's it's on Netflix. I think everywhere that Netflix is available. I think it's a Netflix um, original or exclusive. I think so. Yes. Thing. So um, there's, yeah. I think two two seasons. There's about eight episodes each. Some of them are really quite short. So uh, if if you fancy a kind of um, quick thrill zombie binge thing that will keep you intense for the entire time, uh, you can watch it on that. Uh, anyway, that's it for this uh, episode. Uh, we'll be back in, I guess, two weeks um, for the series finale. Um, wow, it's uh, it's it, it's an entertainment talk event as well. We've been covering this show for a, a long time. I know that we weren't there from like you know season one. Obviously, our our lives were different back in season one in what twenty ten. Yes. But uh, yeah, this is uh, it's, it's going to be an event, and then of course we've got the the other podcast as well, the the series wrap up. So mm-hmm. um, I think what I'll do some of my because I have like some comic talk and things like that that I want to do. I'll save more of that for the series finale. There's a few events and stuff that I want to get into and break down. But because yeah. uh, next episode we'll have the the episode to recap and talk about all that. So yeah, uh, that's what we're doing. Um, anyway, in the meantime, if you want to find all the other episodes and things that we do, entertainmenttalk.org, uh, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Have a look out for what we're doing. Uh, like I said, I've got uh, going to have a little bit of time between now and the next couple of weeks to so look out for some film reviews. I've still got a review. Uh, speaking of horror films, I'm going to take a look at Smile, uh, Don't Worry Darling, and um, what's it called, Black Panther. Uh, as well so look out for that on saturday gaming talk that sort of stuff uh usual things that we're still doing as well uh, and eventually we got a prep for all all of our like end of the year stuff as well um like best shows and worst shows and all that sort of thing so still plenty of things to to happen this year um so yeah, entertainmenttalk.org podcast platform and entertainment talk for all that if you want to support us in other ways you're going to call simply tell other people about what we do either by just telling them uh, about what we're doing or using social media the various different platforms over there so please consider doing that patreon five dollar ten dollar level tiers for the every podcast review options have a look out for that as well if you'd like to uh geek town radio geek town at uh for your tv and your film news renewals cancellations pickups air dates uh david what's going on over on your corner uh, well, I, there is still a lot of news going up on the website. There is a lot of trailers and uh, information about um, when things are launching. So uh, we've done bits and pieces about um, the Dragon, uh, the uh, Dragon Age animated series that is coming. There's the the Witcher spin-off stuff for Yellowstone. Um, there's bits for Silent Witness, and they've just announced a premiere date for Stage Season Three today. The Michael Sheen, David Tennant um, comedy, which is is coming to BritBox UK randomly, um, rather than the BBC, which is slightly annoying. Is but that not uh, on yes, BBC. No, 
it's yes they've they've moved it to britbox uk for reasons that i don't understand but yes so uh, that's stage season three but uh there has been one podcast go up this week the podcasts have been a little spotty the last few weeks just because i'm away in america and it's been difficult kind of to try and organize things for that but there is a behind the scenes podcast that went up this week and it's a really really good one i really enjoyed doing this it was for um a guy called Zach Arnold, who is one of the editors on Cobra Kai, but he's also the founder of a thing called Optimize Yourself, which is a podcast series. Uh, it's optimizeyourself.me is the website. And it's uh, about how to be able to organize your life better basically it's sort of designed for people particularly in creative industries but works across other other areas as well um but the on the cobra kai side of things he is a massive fan of the original karate kid movies and uh, he actively pursued editing cobra kai having after watching the first series and uh, he's a fascinating person to talk to so uh, there's that's uh, geek town behind the scenes podcast 63 and that's uh, zach arnold so i would urge you to go and listen to that if you've got some time particularly if Cobra Kai fan because we talk a lot about how he edits things together and how his sort of encyclopedic knowledge of the uh, the original film franchise kind of works into his editing process and stuff so uh, that was really really fun and and interesting to do so that's up on the Geek Town Radio feed uh, so the behind the scenes podcast and the Geek Town Radio podcast all go out on one feed so you can go and find that if you search for Geek Town Radio on any of the podcast platforms or you can go to geektown.co.uk and you can find it there along with all the edits for uh, returns of tv shows and all that other good stuff over on geektown.go.uk nice nice uh yeah still a bunch of shows dropping at the moment so keep your yeah. eye out for things over there mythic quest came back dragon prince came yes. back warring on came back uh <laughs> bunch of stuff happened so uh yeah yeah keep your eyes out for things over there uh cool uh for other people you can find bex of course over on twitch tris to be y-t-e-s for game chat and retro stream uh sort of streams and all that sort of stuff uh, you can also find her of course on other platforms as well uh me you can find uh over on twitch etalk uk doing various different sort of streams and stuff um i'm gonna try to stream god of war at some point maybe as well uh maybe even the new um because t- tier one for call of duty Modern warfare 2 just got released it's the sort of hardcore mode there's there's a few things to get into for that it's uh more like the, the the realism mode so there's a few things going on there um or some of the fifa career mode episodes which i'll get back to soon there's also the youtube channel entertainment talk plays basically if you want to find uh that all archived over there so all the streams and stuff will be put onto there the game clips and things there's some some uh, some funny stuff that happened in god of war which i uh clipped and sort of laughed at which was which was quite good uh so yeah twitch etalk uk youtube entertainment talk plays if you want to just keep up to date with those things as well um all right we'll see you in a couple of weeks for the series finale um wow yeah series finale <laughs> it's yeah i'm watching this show a long yeah. time long yeah time. Uh, Alright, we'll see you in a bit for that. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.